Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are talking about three things that every uncluttered house has. And before I even start, when we did the prep for this, Tara said, I don't have three things. So we'll have a chat about what what she means by that she doesn't actually have these three things, even though she has an uncluttered house. But uh, the three things that every uncluttered house has is what we're going to be talking about today. And so if you don't have these things in your home, I think that maybe implementing them could help you a little bit in getting rid of some of the, the, the things that are very difficult to find permanent homes for or we tend not to find permanent homes for and so they lay about the place annoying everybody so that's what we want to talk about today yeah so it was a topic that beck came up with and then i had a bit of spare time and thought i'd do the prep or have a bit of a look into it and then i was like i have no idea what she's talking about (laughs) maybe my house doesn't fit this this mold even though it is uncluttered Mm. But I think I effectively use all of these things in some way or another. I just don't mm. necessarily have the same titles for named them, them, have the names yeah. for them that Beck do. So yeah. the first thing that we wanted to talk about, the first thing that most uncluttered houses have are called, or what Beck would call a halfway house, which is... Mm a house or a home for something or a location set aside for something that is halfway out of your house. (laughs) Do you want to expand a bit, Beck? Yeah. So these are the transient things. So the things that come and go or come and go, come and go multiple times or come and go once. So things like library books, possibly gifts, borrowed items that are returned, purchases that need returning or even projects that you're halfway through so these are the sort of things that lay about the place because they don't have a permanent home and you tend not to to create a permanent home for these things because you know they don't stick around for very long and so I think that creating a permanent home for transient things means that if it's something that doesn't live somewhere in your house in a permanent way it still has somewhere to stay while it is at your house (laughs) if that makes sense yeah absolutely the other when I googled the concept of this another version that came up the idea of a halfway house was also the box or the location that you keep things that you can't decide whether you want to keep or let go of. And I thought this was really good. Mm. And I guess I don't, I don't have that because I just make snap decisions and go with it. But Mm. it's something, if you're really struggling, you could also create a space in your house, which is like your non-committal box, something that you're not sure if you're ready to give away or not. Maybe you pop it away, you pop it out of sight And if you don't go looking for that item for 12 months, maybe you could assume that you didn't really need anything that was in there and then you Mm. could donate it. So it might be things like clothes or sporting gear or gadgets maybe. And if you miss them and you think, where's that thing? Oh, it's in that 
that my non-committal box, it's halfway out of my house already because I was thinking of donating it. I'll go and pull that out and bring it back into the house because I miss it and I use it. And then if you've set yourself a time limit and you don't go looking for anything that's in there, then maybe it's a, an easy way or an easier way to let it go. Yeah, it's it's touted by like quite a few professional organisers as a, as a method of decluttering. And it's sort of like, well... I mean, I don't use it because I think it's the decision about whether or not something should stay in your home is a bit more nuanced than, uh, well, if I haven't used it in 12 months, it can go because my photo albums in that case would go. <laughs> so um, I don't use this method, but other organisers and books and bloggers and all of that have talked about it before. And yeah, you, you put things in that you, you, sometimes they might not even be ones that you think you might not need. They just are a whole drawer, like your entire utensil drawer, you just put it all in there and you pull the things out as you need and after six months anything that hasn't been pulled out goes so that could be another method I think it's sort of like Ryan Nicodemus did the packing party he did that as well so when they did the this is the Ryan Nicodemus from the minimalists when he decided to try minimalism he and Joshua boxed up all of his stuff in a packing party that took all day and then he pulled out the things that he needed uh, as he lived about lived his life and after a certain amount of time he then discarded the rest so yeah that's another method of decluttering um, that you could call a, a halfway home as well I guess hmm. so what do you use or how do you have a halfway house in your home Beck? Um, we have a couple so the entryway is a halfway house for things that are going to be donated so once I've made a decision, it goes into the entry hallway and I still have to buy a nice basket to put there because at the moment they just get put on the floor <laughs> or in a box that someone finds. I have another one that is fits the category better for the third third thing we're going to talk about today. So I won't mention that one yet. Uh, we also have the studio as well for things that are that we're working on um, and needs to leave. There's a spot in the studio for, for that. Um, I guess another, I sort of mentioned projects that you're halfway through. So you could actually have a couple of places for projects that you're halfway through. You could have a halfway house for your puzzles. You know, you can slide them underneath your couch on a on a piece of board or something like that. So that could be a halfway house for a jigsaw puzzle. So those are the, the ones that I have mainly, the one I have mainly is the in the foyer. I don't have library books anymore. I only borrow digital books. Oh, okay. So borrowed borrowed things or things things that need to be returned to the store I've got or to the shops I've got a basket where I keep my shopping bags and things that need to go back to the store go on that basket or in it if they're small enough so those are the couple that I have yeah I when I talked to Beck about this in more detail I was like I do have one it's (laughs) just called the tray (laughs) the tray (laughs) in the study I have a tray on top of a little cupboard and there's nothing on it, but it's the place I look every time I leave the house. And so if I've written a letter to someone and it needs to be posted, or if the kids write a letter to someone and it needs to be posted, it gets put in that tray. If there's something that needs to be returned, if a friend has left something here and I need to drop it off, or if I'm giving a book or a magazine that I've finished with to someone else, I'll pop it in the tray. It kind of is like a little mini dumping ground. 
for anything. But then every time I leave the house, I go to the tray and go, right, what needs to leave and Mm. can I do it? If it's stuff to be donated, I have the drawer in the spare room, but I usually... I don't, I don't go there until I notice the drawer is full or getting to full. And then I will pack a whole lot of stuff up and take it to the charity store. If it's anything bigger that doesn't fit in the tray, it sometimes it just gets popped against the wall, Mm. but it's usually only little things that end up. So you do have a halfway house. I do have a halfway house. (laughs) Um, And I was talking to a friend about this the other day, actually, who she was saying, that's one of the struggle points for her is going out and, you know, she's got stuff to return to people or stuff that she said she'll lend people and then goes out and bumps into them and thinks, oh, I should have brought that stuff. I wish I had it. Realize mm. I'd see you. So I, I make a point of visiting the tray and it happens to be right next to where my handbag is. So I walk past the tray to my handbag and my keys and so then I look at it every time I leave the house so you can take them with you Hmm. okay so number two the second thing that most uncluttered houses have is overflow storage and this was the one that I did agree with I thought (laughs) I can relate to this firstly I know what it is and I do have a version of this as well so lots of people might refer to this as the Costco cupboard if you're a Costco (laughs) shopper because you get so much stuff in bulk that it doesn't all fit in your pantry and you need to find another place to put it. So it doesn't always have to be groceries though. It might be toiletries or makeup or any kind of duplicates that you've bought that don't have space to be stored where the primary one or the original one gets stored. And so you have a little bit of a a mini shop in your house of all the excess stuff. And that's where you store all the overflow things, all the excess. Yeah. And that stops your main storage spaces from becoming cluttered. It's, it means that your pantry is, has a bit more air in it and you can get to things a little bit easily, more easily and move things around a little more easily. And I mean, I have one for my makeup because I have my everyday makeup in my vanity and then I have the stuff I use really infrequently in a box under my bed. And so if I've got something, if I want to put special makeup on, not that I ever, I rarely do that. So if I want to get especially dolled up, I might go to my other little stash of makeup that I don't use every day. And I also keep travel duplicates in there as well. And anytime, you know, like if I've got my if my favourite moisturizer goes on sale um, and I decide to buy two of them one will go in the vanity and then one will go in the overflow box yeah and look a lot of people I'll do this with toilet paper because we buy those ginormo boxes from who gives a crap and you get I love the way you say toilet 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 it's so very Aussie to Australia for my own good yeah um so the loo roll would that is that better (laughs) I have these huge boxes arrive and so I fill up the little baskets that sit next to our um, toilets in our bathroom (laughs) now I can't say it without laughing (laughs) and without thinking about it you're going to create a complex for me Beck. oh my god I'm sorry (laughs) um so but then there's there's too much to store in those 
spot. So then I put the rest of the box of it in the bottom of our cupboard with all our towels in, in the bathroom. But people, people have excess of everything, tin tomatoes or boxes of macaroni mm. cheese. So many houses you go into, especially if they're bulk shoppers, mm. you'll find excess of stuff. And it might even be that you have a second freezer or a chest freezer because you buy, you know, bulk meat mm. or you buy bulk frozen vegetables or things like that. Having that overflow storage, that home or that dedicated spot for all the stuff that doesn't fit in your primary uh, home mm. can be really handy and keep you really organized. Yep. And we'll be back to that discussion in just a moment. If you really appreciate this podcast and get a lot from it, we would love it if you would consider becoming a Patreon supporter. This will help us keep the podcast content coming to you by covering some of our costs and importantly, keep it ad free. You can find the Become a Patreon button on our website at www.beuncluttered.com.au. We really appreciate your support. Thank you. Right now. Back to the discussion. So the third category, uh, the third thing that uncluttered homes tend to have is a lost property box. I don't call it the lost property box. I just call it the the spot, <laughs> the spot where I stick stuff. It's just a cupboard for me. But it's basically where you put things that don't belong to you. So I guess it's similar to a halfway house and you could merge your halfway house with the lost property box. Um, but you would basically what you want is a dedicated home for anything in your home that doesn't belong to you. So uh, it could be a a salad bowl that a guest has left after they've come for a dinner party. Uh, It could be library books that you've read and finished, finished reading. Uh, In our house, there are always uh, towels and thongs or flip flops and goggles and things left behind by kids after pool parties or whatever. I've also got in my spot, I've got egg cartons because we, we get our eggs from a, like a backyard chook, a, a lady who has backyard chooks and uh, so I've got a spot where I put the egg carton so I can return them to her so that she can reuse them. You might have things that you're decluttering that you know a friend needs or wants uh, so you could stick it in there waiting to to see them. You could put stuff an overnight guest left behind like my mum every time she comes to stay she leaves something behind so uh, there's always a thing there, waiting, thing of mums in there waiting to go to her. Maybe she's um, just you know, trying to declutter yeah, maybe. She's just <laughs> gently leaving dropping items as she goes around the country and, and visits people and you keep returning not, them to her. I, yeah, well, I've I've got a number. And another thing, we've always found sunglasses at our house left after a barbecue or something like that. So it's that kind of thing. So things that – and they're often – like the towels and the flip-flops and the sunglasses, I actually usually have to do some investigating to figure out who owns them. So I'll take a photo of them, you know, stick them in the spot and then I'll sort of send it to friends and say, hey, who's are these? And so they'll sit in that spot until I see that friend next or they come and collect them. Is there a time limit on your lost property box? You know, like the ones in the schoolyards where if you don't get them by the end of term, they get donated or put in the bin? Yeah, we had I had a, a friend come over from interstate and her, her her kid left their thongs behind when they went home and I kept meaning to post them and then by the time I actually got around to posting them, 
her kid had grown out of them. So I just gave them to Ethan and <laughs> used them. So, yeah, there was a time limit on those ones. But uh, usually I'm pretty good at keeping it empty and, and getting things back, you know. Most of the it's taken up by egg cartons and takeaway containers or plastic containers that have come from my mother-in-law's. That's usually what it is. So it's mostly stuff of my mother-in-law's and because we see her frequently, um, when whenever I go back to her, I just go up into the cupboard and, and grab the stuff that belongs to her and take it with me and there's not much left in there after that. So it is a, it's a cupboard? Whereabouts in your house is the cupboard? <laughs> How's that? It's actually in the kitchen, in a cupboard in the kitchen. I just kind of throw things up there. <laughs> hmm. I, it, was, it started off in the kitchen because it was mostly things from my mother-in-law like plastic containers where we brought because she always gives us leftovers to bring home so I've always got containers and uh so it started and so because they were in the I was in the kitchen that's where they went and now other things go up there as well Um, but uh, yeah so it's just a a shelf in the cupboard up high so I don't really put I don't really put lost property anywhere I quite often it will go in my tray to be which mm. is to exit the house anyway and if it's something that won't melt in the car like if it's sunglasses or a towel mm. or a dish or something to be dropped off to someone quite often I will put it in a bag and put it straight in my car yeah, so that it's idea. with me or um and I mean that makes it easier when you know where it's come from but I I think the reason I do that is I still have a plate that someone left at my house. It was, they came for dinner. I think Sienna was about four weeks old and she's just turned 12. (laughs) And I, these people um, moved not long after we had dinner with them and were living in a different state. And then we moved and then they moved back and then we moved overseas and we've never lived in the same location as these people ever again. And I still have their plates. So that's just become one of my plates now. Yeah. And if I ever see them again, I will buy her a new plate. But <laughs> other than that, I try really hard to get things back to their owners quickly because I think because mm. I don't have a place where it's hidden away and it's or it's behind yeah. cupboard so it really annoying. annoys me yeah. and so mm. it kind of motivates me to get them out quickly yeah 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 you kind of you sh- you're shoving it out the door as quickly as you can uh, which makes sense and it's actually that's actually a good strategy to have it in an obvious spot that bothers you because then you do get them out a little bit faster but I've done like considering my personality I think I've done pretty well lately at clearing mine out it doesn't get too full so I'm, I'm quite proud of that given that I have got, definitely got a tendency to hang on to things accidentally for far too long. So I think if you don't have any of these things a lost property box or overflow storage or a halfway house but you can appreciate that they might benefit you have a think about how you could start incorporating them and whether it's something that's neat and tidy like a basket or whether it's just a location in your house and then make sure Mm. that you tell everybody because if it's you know tin tomatoes that you've bought 20 of and you've decided that your overflow storage is now in the laundry but other people do the grocery shopping as well and they can only see one tin of tomatoes so they bring home another 20 it's probably beneficial (laughs) to let people know where the where the overflow is kept so they can check that spot as well. 
Yeah. And that's the thing. I think it's a really important habit to get into to frequently check these spots if they're not, if they're a bit hidden away. Uh, I sort of, I, I started a new overflow storage in a drawer in our laundry and for pantry items that I have that I bought in bulk and there was a time there where I would forget to check it and so I would do exactly that I would accidentally buy things that I already had in overflow and it took me a while to get into the habit of checking it but now it's part of the process when I'm when I'm doing my grocery list I I double check the that drawer and um, make sure that no nothing is not that I'm not accidentally buying things that um, that I already have yeah but it does take a while to get that habit up yeah so we would love to hear if you have any of these things in your home, a lost property box, an overflow storage or a halfway house, or maybe you call them completely different things like the spot and the tray <laughs> like we do. Please come and join us in our Facebook community because we would love you to show us, maybe even take a photo of where you store your things so that you can help others out if they don't have a spot yet and they might be able to create something based on your inspiration so we'll see you there or on our other socials on instagram and we'll catch you back here next week thanks for joining us we'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered if you'd like to connect with us you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com